Hello and welcome to the eighth podcast in Osborne Clark's Energy Innovation Podcast Series. My name is Deborah Harvey and I'm a partner in Osborne Clark's Energy Projects team based in London. I also co-lead Osborne Clark's Energy Innovation Group. Today's podcast will focus on corporate power purchase arrangements and I'm delighted to be joined by two of my specialist colleagues, Daniel and Lukash. Um, can I ask you both to introduce yourselves in a bit more detail? Daniel, let's start with you. Sure, Debs. Hi and uh, hello, everyone. Um, I lead Germany's energy utilities practice and uh, energy practice group. I'm an energy lawyer for 10 years now. I've been uh, working in PPA since 2019. It's uh, um, not a very mature market in Germany, um, but we have now a team of five lawyers working um, on um, all facets of, of PPAs uh, in Germany, which is why I'm very happy uh, to be talking to you about it uh, today. Thanks, Daniel. Lukas, can we hand over to you? Hi, Deborah. Hi, Daniel. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am an energy lawyer with 10 years of regulatory experience. I'm very happy to represent our new office in Poland. We kicked off last year and have already built up quite extensive experience in the energy sector, including uh, PPAs. Thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here with you. Thanks, Lukash. And like both Daniel and Lukash, I also have over 10 years energy sector experience uh, specializing in power purchase arrangements, uh, among other aspects of an energy transaction. Um, today, we're going to discuss corporate PPAs in the UK, uh, Germany and Poland in a bit more detail. And I'm really looking forward to this discussion because whenever the three of us normally discuss PPAs in the context of the work we do in the international energy team at Osborne Clark, we're usually looking at a particular deal or arrangement. So it's going to be great to have a general discussion. Um, we've seen a real inc increase in activity in the corporate PPA market over recent years uh, and our international team is busy acting for generators, investors, utilities and corporate customers in this space depending on the structures that are being adopted and we'll talk a bit more um, about those later. But can I start by asking the two of you why you, you think you're seeing an increase in corporate PPA activity in your jurisdiction? Um, Daniel, can I come to you first? Absolutely. So, um, and that's a very interesting one because we see the corporates being really the drivers for demand skyrocketing in PPAs over the last couple of years. Germany has been always a tariff market. So from a renewables producer perspective, it was always just getting a project developed, get it grid connected, feed in and get a tariff for it. So um, we're now in a sphere and phase where we are really discussing market integration of renewables and also the base load capabilities of renewables. And that is also part of the response because the driver for long-term PPAs in Germany are the corporates longing for um, the guarantee of origin and the, the green quality of renewable power. Um, and this, is, this has been a starting point uh, four years ago, where we've seen mainly utility PPAs, um, because obviously utilities are the most experienced um, uh, stakeholders in this market. And uh, we will speak a little bit about it uh, later on, what are the hurdles in the German market. Um, but um, yeah, we, we see the corporates responding to Fit for 55 uh, targets, respond to um, uh, net zero 
um, uh, challenges and um, really setting the scene to decarbonize the German industry. Um, so, uh, and also, and, and that's a good reflection, the customer side as well. So when we speak to corporates, they also feedback that their customers, at least the European ones, also long for um, products that show a good proof of uh, carbon footprint. Um, so we have more transparency in the market driven by uh, the customers. And um, we have this huge demand and appetite for green PPAs from the corporates. Super, thanks, Daniel. So, so green credentials are very much the, the driving force in, in Germany. What's the position in Poland, Lukasz? I would say that from a generator's perspective, the key drivers are predictable electricity prices and uh, bankability of projects. These two factors are secured by state aid support schemes. Uh, but due to the high electricity prices, they are no longer as attractive uh, as they used to be. So the generators are now shifting uh, their attention towards corporate PPAs. Mm, of takers, the same. They are also looking uh, for stable or at least predictable electricity prices. And as Daniel mentioned, they also want to decarbonize their business and offer uh, more sustainable products. And it pays off, you know, more and more customers, uh, they describe themselves as likely to choose a brand with a positive approach to environmental uh, sustainability. Thanks very much. That's really interesting um, because we are seeing both of those as the driving factors in the UK. So Daniel, as you touched on, um, that sort of decarbonisation piece, particularly when you're looking at this from a corporate's perspective in the UK, is absolutely a fundamental driver. Um, uh, but, but similarly, I think for both the buyer of power and the generator, price certainty is key. And, um, and I think that's become a bigger driver uh, behind the corporate PPA market in the UK over the past few years because of the, the huge price volatility we've seen uh, well across Europe. Um, so, you know, the, the, the desire for price certainty, fixed prices um, through some of these corporate PPA models, you know, particularly I think the increase of the virtual PPA arrangement in the UK has a lot to do with the lack of price certainty and the lack of long-term fixed price arrangements in the market more generally. So really interesting to hear that um, there is that commonality in context across the three jurisdictions. Um, I, I suppose linked to that, um, and I've sort of alluded to it with um, in, in my response, what, what are the sort of structures you're seeing to document the corporate PPA arrangements in your jurisdiction? Daniel, can I start with you? Yes, so as I mentioned, so we we have a, um, a steep learning curve and maturity curve in Germany since about four years. Um, we came from a tariff phase where um, renewable producers would already have to find the utility um, as kind of a, a route to market uh, concept to um, take off um, the power. So no longer the grid operator as it used to be in the past. So the starting point for PPAs was going, reaching out to these utilities. 
because they were the most experienced off-takers in the market. Um, but very steeply and quickly, um, the corporates um, entered the scene. And since about 2020, we've seen an increasing number of um, direct agreements between producers and the corporates. Um, so the starting point was a typical as-produced structure, um, uh, mostly 100% of the volume um, with very little um, uh, volume uh, guarantees because this was the, the easiest way in uh, to get producers um, taking any risk moving into the market. And we also saw uh, at the beginning more post-tariff short-term PPAs because uh, we entered a phase where um, feed-in tariffs faded out and um, obviously um, mainly wind onshore wind turbines were still up and running. Um, but since 2020, um, we've seen a, a huge run into new PPAs, um, so bankable PPAs to fix prices for the reasons you just shared. Um, and um, with that and with the corporates entering the scene, of course, they have a very different perspective because they typically um, procure power for a rolling period of a couple of years. So they need to somehow integrate a volatile renewable uh, structure into their portfolio. So they have, a, have an appetite for a baseload structure or at least an S-forecasted structure. And that was the point in time where from S-produced, we moved more towards S-forecasted um, and sometimes also a bit of a fixed floating concept where um, the producer would, for instance, 80% um provide to a corporate on 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 a fixed price basis but try to participate in um, um merchant um prices to to some extent and that's also a consequence of the high volatility of markets over the past year's steps uh, that you mentioned and interestingly very recently we see uh, a high competition between corporates and they're also responding to that competition by offering even an as-produced offtake, which is quite a challenge for a corporate offtaker, but they seem to start to insource know-how around um, balancing, around redispatch or remit, uh, things that have to be done for both producer and offtaker. And that's an interesting move, especially for, for the big offtakers. Um, we also, as you mentioned, saw some increasing amount of virtual PPAs, certainly during the high volatility of prices, uh, mainly last year. But we also see the first long-term virtual PPAs with large uh, tech companies such as Amazon, Facebook, uh, Google, uh, entering also the German market, which um, brings just another variety. Um, and that's that's quite interesting. So we see a huge diversity in, in structures developing uh, over the last years. Thanks, Daniel. Um, Lukas, what are the sort of structures you're seeing in the uh, market in Poland? Uh, Polish uh, CPPA market is uh, really interesting. Uh, however, uh, available PPA models uh, are uh, limited by uh, current legislation. Mm, we do not have yet the proper uh, regulation regarding uh, the direct line. Uh, so while looking on Polish market, we do not see any uh, on-site PPA executed. And 100% of them are based on uh, off-site model. Um, we are drafting, of course, the contracts uh, on the basis of which the off-takers 
use the electricity generated uh, in the PV installation uh, constructed uh, in very close proximity. Uh, but those uh, structures uh, are usually based on um, lease or leasing uh, agreements. Uh, but what's important is that uh, it will uh, change in the new future. Uh, new legislation uh, regarding uh, direct line uh, will be shortly uh, adopted. So we all believe that uh, the market will be somehow restructured and on-site PPAs uh, will be um, will be executed. I don't know if you are aware of, uh, of this, but uh, in Poland, uh, the majority of corporate PPAs uh, are the virtual ones. Um, since we do not have uh, any specific regulations regarding the corporate PPAs itself, uh, it's uh, much easier right now to have a virtual agreement than the one with uh, physical delivery. Um, and regarding the, the, the risk allocation, um, no, we are very young uh, CPPA market, uh, so the majority of contracts uh, are based on uh, pay-as-produced formula. Um, however, uh, base load uh, PPAs uh, are also present here. Thanks very much both. And again, really interesting to um, to listen to that because of the synergies across the jurisdictions. I mean, in the UK, um, I suppose, you know, it was sort of the reverse of Poland, really, in the sense that the corporate PPA market um, seemed to evolve out of the, the private wire structures we were seeing. You know, we've seen a, a huge amount of um, private wire PPAs over recent years obviously you know the, the viability of those does depend on on geography and the proximity of a corporate to a um a renewable asset um i think the from the the true corporate ppa model perspective um we were seeing a number of sleeved arrangements in the market before we got more recently into the into the virtual arrangements um so the sleeved arrangements whereby a generator would uh, transfer power to the corporate using a, a licensed supplier to, to, to put that power on the grid. Um, and then moving in more recent years to the, um, the virtual financial instrument model, um, which is not an agreement for, for true transfer of power. Um, and, and Daniel's mentioned he's also seeing this in Germany, you know, some of the, the names of the large corporates in this space that are running tenders for these opportunities. And we see a huge amount of interest in that. And certainly this is accounting for a lot of what's on my desk at the moment. Um, what um, D Daniel, you mentioned earlier some of the hurdles you see when putting corporate PPAs in place. Can I come back to that and ask you? Um, a bit about the challenges that corporate PPAs present in your jurisdiction. Perhaps, and some you, you you basically just introduced yourselves um, uh, by referring to uh, sleeve PPAs um, being substituted by virtual PPAs, and that is part of um, part of the problem in Germany is regulatory challenges um, integrating uh, physical volatile production uh, structure into um, procurement strategy of a corporate. So if you if you have a large corporate which is high um, high on power demand, um, they typically procure power, let's say on a rolling structure, partially at the forwards market, partially day ahead, partially on uh, fixed price arrangements. So 
Um, you cannot just um, from one day to another uh, substitute, um, let's say, base load tranches um, by by a volatile as produced production profile. So um, this takes a bit of um, a bit of time um, and effort. And um, in Germany, um, physical market is handled through, let's say, a balancing system where um, uh, one off taker can only be allocated at least one at one site to one balancing group. And um, so you have a, a full supply concept um, of, of a corporate off taker. So if you want to integrate um, volatile production, you have to get your full supplier on board. So you can't only handle it between the producer and the off-taker. That's why we also see typically sleeved corporate PPAs, because you always need one to handle it. Um, uh, that starts with the power as such and um, the reshaping of, um, let's say, as produced a structure that the producer wants and its lender, because it's the, the, the it involves the least risk. But at the same time, the corporate wanting to have security um, and being able to short-term optimize their portfolios. So they want more baseload or as forecasted structure. And that's why we also see an increasing amount of service providers entering the market to offer these reshaping balancing services, um, which is quite quite interesting. So the physical world is one problem. Um, there's, there's missing the regulatory regime to say that the off-taker or the full supplier needs to open their systems to these volatile uh, structures to make this really um, market compatible. And the other the other aspect is, and that's not only in Germany, is the ever-changing regulatory framework. Obviously, over the last years, and this is still ongoing, we're in the middle of a, um, a, a regulatory um, uh, change discussion within the or throughout the EU. So the last years, we've seen tons of new legislation on levies, revenue caps. We're now in response to the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act in the middle of a discussion on industrial power prices in Germany, how to secure low power prices for the industry to avoid them moving to other jurisdictions or even outside the EU. So this creates a huge amount of uncertainty that heavily affects PPA markets. So we've seen highs and lows, ups and downs over the, um, the last uh, couple of years. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. And um, yeah, uncertainty is, is never um, a, good, a good basis to sign a PPA for long term. And in Germany, we see long term, we typically see 10 years, but we see PPAs for up to 30 years. And you need some level of reliability to make this work. Definitely, absolutely, and and that regulatory uncertainty piece, particularly over the um, the last few years, is is something that you know I would echo as a, a key theme and issue in the UK as well, and something that um, investors and and corporate purchasers of power have had to um, become familiar and comfortable with. Um, Lukasz, what what about the position in Poland? What are the the key challenges for corporate PPAs in in Poland? Uh, what just Daniel said fully reflects the situation uh, in Poland. You know, quite complex regulatory regime, uh, new legislation emerging with increasing frequency, including revenue caps. Uh, you know, provisions regarding revenue caps in Poland have really made uh, life 
complicated for for CPPA parties. Mm, we also face uh, obstacles of, uh, I would say, technical nature, because right now the main problem for uh, RES generators, uh, developers, uh, is access access to the grid. And a great number of applications for grid connections are rejected. And you know, there, there are no CPPAs without uh, green electricity sources. So this is something uh, we should now focus uh, on uh, in Poland. Mm, let's uh, let's do not um, let's do not forget uh, also about uh, of takers. Uh, as we mentioned, one of the main drivers of the CPPA market uh, is the level of awareness uh, also among electricity consumers, mm, people responsible for for procurement. Mm, I guess that they are. Uh, not always uh, familiar with rapidly changing uh, regulatory regime. Mm, so uh, for this reason, um, education and upskilling uh, is of key importance and uh, is essential uh, for the further uh, development of CPP market. Thanks, Lukas. Um... That, that's really interesting. And I think what's coming out for me here is that whilst there are a number of similarities across the jurisdictions, there are also some quite fundamental differences in terms of um, regulation, regulatory evolution, um, different models that are being deployed at different times. Um, and I suppose what I'm wondering is um, whether or not there's an opportunity, in your view, to standardise corporate PPAs uh, across the, um, the the jurisdictions that we're talking about. Now, I know that obviously the European Federation of Energy Traders uh, prepared a, a sort of standard European corporate PPA that was a few years ago now. I don't think we've really seen that being used uh, in the market on a widespread basis. And so I'd just be interested in your views on whether there is, in your view, an opportunity to standardise corporate PPA offerings more than um, we are seeing at the moment. Daniel, can I come to you first? Yes, and uh, yeah, you mentioned the EFET corporate PPA. Uh, indeed, in Germany, we haven't seen uh, this inked once. In fact, I'm working on my first one currently, and I must say, it is <laughs> there is a reason why this doesn't fly because it is very complex. It is very sophisticated, and um, in order to standardize, you you have a very small, sophisticated club who who are able to work with these kinds of arrangements. So um, in Germany, there's a huge demand for standardization. And we, we have this type of discussion basically in every project because of lenders requesting it, because they want reliability. They don't want to go with their risk teams through every single arrangement, um, uh, which is then tailor-made. Um, um, and to in particularly scale up market access for small and medium enterprises. Um, we currently see corporate industrial players, big ones, deep pockets, who are capable to entering the PPA market. But in order to really make the energy transition work and decarbonize the industry widespread, we need all those small and medium enterprises also to be um, to be part of the PPA market. And, and for them, it is crucial to standardize, to lower the costs um, for PPAs and um, we advise a few startups and platforms um, that work on pooling concepts, both on producer and off-taker side. Um, uh, Trying to imagine it 
like an like an exchange both for virtual and physical PPAs, um, and that is very interesting, um, and that has perspective for standardization because um, if you create a market platform based on let's say market customary terms where you don't have to negotiate for every single project the terms and conditions because they're they're, they're settled and they're bankable then this will be become much easier to scale up and grant access to SMEs, um, which is very important to make this work. That's really interesting. Thanks, Daniel. And I, I agree. I think standardization um, would, across the SME market, really help with deployment of these structures. Um, I think, you know, we, we do see a degree of standardization, don't we, with some of the larger corporates in terms of the corporate adopting its own standard form document and really investing in that. Um, but, you know, broad, broad widespread standardization is something that I think is aspirational at the moment. Um, Lukas, what's the position in, in Poland? Are you... Um, are you seeing standardization? Do you think there's opportunity to standardize corporate PPAs in your jurisdiction? We do not see uh, standardization at all in Poland. And I may agree with all Daniel said right now that the key issue right now is to enable the small off takers to get uh, green electricity. Thanks, Lukash. Um, hopefully that's been a helpful overview of some of the key issues we're seeing in power purchase arrangements across uh, the respective jurisdictions. Uh, very conscious of time, so that just leaves me to thank Lukash and Daniel again for joining me and thank you to you for listening.